This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. It is about uh, six minutes after four o'clock, and indeed, the Employment Law Show is ready to go. As always, you can call through, uh, yep, 604-280-9898 with your employment questions. But in light of what's been happening in this country and all over the planet, COVID-19, coronavirus, and all the government measures that have been recently introduced, and they seem to be adding to and changing uh, daily, really, there is so much confusion um, out there about uh, what you do if you're laid off, and EI, which is a a federal uh, program, by the way, so it qualifies across the country. But uh, that's why we're here to answer the questions here tonight. You can ask normal employment law questions. No problem. Bring them on if that's what you're waiting for. That's cool. We'll talk about that as well. But I know, I know, based on uh, other shows we've done, Lior, across the country so far, that the big one in everybody's mind is how do I get across this minefield of COVID-19 when it comes to my workplace? So we'll be concentrating on that for sure. 604-280-9898. Don't sit back in your laurels and have no idea what's going on. Get informed. Call us here for the next hour and uh, and get it figured out. So uh, what's the you, pal? What's uh, I mean, we did this earlier on today across the country, but uh, in the update, what uh, what's your what's your opening salvo? What do you think? Well, John, these are difficult, difficult times. It's difficult for, for all of us and for everyone. And, you know, employment laws, we say this week in and week out on the show, mm-hmm. is so important and so relevant. But no no time in history has it been as important as it right. is now uh, when people are losing their jobs. They're laid off temporarily. Their hours are cut. Uh, and, and your job may change. You don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. Well, guess what? Employment laws are still here. Employment laws have not been suspended just because life otherwise has been suspended. Mm-hmm. So you need to still understand what your rights are. You need to understand what the law says. So we're going to talk about that on this show. We're going to explain what your rights are if your job has been impacted by COVID-19 and what to do and what uh, what your employer has to do. So bring on those questions. Uh, you know, I know it's a difficult time. I know you're struggling now thinking, how do I support my family? What happens if my employer doesn't pay me? Well, let me explain to you what happens, what your options are. There are options. There's things you, you can do. Employment laws are still here to protect you. So make yourself feel better. Give us a chance. Call us right now. We're live here for the next 50 minutes or so to answer those questions. And let me tell you about a couple uh, situations mm-hmm. that I've been seeing often over the past uh, week or so uh, because of COVID-19. Sure. The first situation I'll tell you about has to do with uh, layoffs, temporary layoffs. And as anyone that's been paying attention has, has seen, uh, a lot of employers have been laying off temporarily thousands and thousands of employers. And, and the question becomes, what are your rights? Well, the regular listeners to our shows know that, I, and I've said this before, that a temporary layoff is in fact a termination, or at least it gives the employee the right to treat that as a termination. Well, same thing happens now. Even if it's uh, because of COVID-19, even if the business is legitimately uh, suffering from a business slowdown, if you've been laid off temporarily, that is still something you can treat as a termination. You do not have to accept that. So you may be able to require the company to pay you your severance right now. You don't have Mm -hmm. to wait and see if they call you back, etc. And some may say, well, why do I want to do that? Because I want to go back to work. Well, fair enough. But here's something to keep in mind, and I hate saying this, I really do, but the reality is, as unfortunate as it is, many companies are not going to make it through this terrible situation. That's right. So if you're working for a company and that company is not going to make it, number one, they're not going to call you back. But number two, when they don't call you back, they're not going to have the money to pay you severance. 
So if the company has the ability to pay now and you can require them to pay it now, for some people to protect yourself and your family, it may be better to pursue the matter right now and not wait and see what happens down the road because there may not be a down the road. There may not be an ability for the company to pay. So when it comes to temporary layoffs, one of the things you should give serious consideration to is this notion of a termination, getting your severance. And remember, your severance entitlements are significant. It's not a week's pay per year of service or two weeks pay for most people. It's significantly more, John. So even with a uh, temporary layoff because of COVID-19, individuals may have significant termination entitlements. I guess in that in that atmosphere, like you said, so many companies, unfortunately, are not going to make it through this. They're not going to weather this. What's going to be a lengthy storm? Um, and then they'll be finally for bankruptcy. And once they get to that point, if you're not a creditor, i.e., if you're just an employee, you're not on the list. You're not going to get your money, are you? You're not going to get your money. If the company is bankrupt yeah. or, or the company is otherwise insolvent, you're not going to get paid. You cannot get blood from a stone. So it, it, time may not be your friend here when it comes to pursuing right. your entitlements. Uh, you know, the law is the law, and the law says, I don't make up the law, I'm just telling you what it is, that if you've been laid off temporarily, or frankly, even if you've had your pay reduced by, by uh, a significant portion because the company doesn't have business, you may be able to treat that as a termination, a constructive dismissal, and get your severance. 604-280-9898 is the number to call. If any of this sounds familiar, probably will with many of our listeners. Call us, get some answers. Sophia, thank you for uh, for hanging on this afternoon. Welcome to the show. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for answering my call. And I have sure. a problem. I'm working in the casino and uh, over 20-something mm. years. And uh, I always have the highest wage. We're learning the wage depends on how many games you're dealing. And uh, I'm sure. learning multiple games. And many years ago, they took the game away. And, uh, but, uh, I don't know. We're supposed to, I always got paid, no problem. But, uh, recently, last couple of years, they took my wage for two dollars without any notice, explanation, nothing. I didn't know. And uh, I heard somebody get money back. Uh, the company pay for money back to them. Sorry for them. But uh, I never get money back. And uh, now this time of the year, everybody will go apply CI. And I, earlier, for example, I had a car accident. I can't play, uh, apply like a compensation or whatever, medical leave. Because my wage is so low, they use $2 an hour. And then they... I don't know. I want to go mm -hmm. after like uh, HI and uh, find out, uh, ask them to pay me back. If somebody can help me, I want uh, one of the compensation. They miss. Uh, they have to pay me one of the in the miss in during the time they missing shots. Uh, during the time, if I apply, apply EI or one of the medical leave, uh, the shortage Sophia, of money. Sophia, let, 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 me, let, me, let me stop you there because we're touching on a number of things. If they reduced mm -hmm. your pay a while ago, unfortunately, there's not going to be much that we can do about that because by now, you're considered to have accepted that pay reduction. So we can't do much about that. If you cannot work right now for medical reasons or for any other reasons, you can apply for EI and you should apply for EI. If you have any problems with that, let me know. Uh, the company has to take you back when you're ready to come back to work. If they're cutting your hours right now, you may be able to treat that as a constructive dismissal. So there's a lot of things you touched on that. 
So rather than me uh, not do justice to your questions, the best thing I can tell you, give me a call at the office. John will give you the number, and let's sit down and let's discuss everything. That number, by the way, 604-283-3123 or help at employmentlawyer.ca. Bring your calls on here to the station. We're here to answer your questions about uh, those matters or has uh, if it has something to do with COVID-19. Uh, we'll get to you. Be patient. A lot of calls coming in, but we want to get to your calls and uh, and give you uh, some answers. Uh, Anon, welcome to the show. How are you? Good, sir. How are you, sir? Good. What's, uh, what's on your mind? Uh, nothing much, sir. I'm a big fan of your channels. Um, I just wanted to know... Uh, because uh, my shifts have been cancelled from tomorrow so like how do I approach my company as you were saying for severance pay like I should ask them or go to EI like what are my options that's an excellent question so yes you can absolutely go to EI and and you can apply that on on your own but you now have a choice so your your shifts have been cancelled the company presumably is hoping that at some point to give you back your shifts to bring you back to work you can right. choose to wait for that if you want, or you can choose to say, no, I'm going to treat this as a termination. You let me go by doing this, and I'm owed severance. The reality is this. The reality that if you go to the company and ask for severance, they're not going to pay you. Uh, that's where mm-hmm. I, I'm going to have to get involved. The company is going to say, no, 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 we don't have to pay you because we're hoping to bring you back. That is not right. correct, but that's what they're probably going to say. So you can absolutely ask them for the severance, but they're probably not going to pay you. If I'm right, if they don't pay you, you call me or you email me or we'll give you that information and I'll help you get that. It's not complicated. We can certainly do that, uh, but that's what you have to do. Uh, and if you don't pursue severance right now, as I was saying at the beginning of the show, by the yes. time you want to do it, if you wait too long, who knows? Maybe the company can't pay. Maybe they're out of business. And if they are, then you're not going to be able to get paid. So if you want severance right yeah. now and the company won't pay it, give me a call. It is uh, 418, plenty of time for you to call in, ask your questions about employment law, especially if it circles around the murky waters of COVID-19 and coronavirus. I know a lot of confusion out there. Uh, 604-280-9898. You want to reach out anytime through email. That is help at employmentlawyer.ca. And to reach uh, Lior and the team at the firm, no problem. 604-283-3123 is the way. Right back at it we go. Get to uh, Fraser. Hi, Fraser. Thanks for hanging on the line. Good afternoon. Gentlemen, good afternoon. Thank you for hosting my question. Hi, I a, What's up? Uh, work in tourism here in Vancouver. Uh, a portion of my income is uh, generated off of gratuities. Uh, I'm being recently temporarily laid off. Uh, for example, say that layoff pay is 60% of my income. I'm curious if that 60% is based on my paychecks or based on my annual uh, tax records for what I declare for my gratuities. So it's based on your uh, income over the past, uh, I think it's 20 weeks or so, that's the amount. So so in your record of employment, to put it this way, your employer has to put in what your income was over the uh, period of time, I believe it's 20 weeks or so. And that's what it's gonna be based to calculate your compensation. So that's that figure that your employer is gonna put on there. Uh, and th- they should put in your total compensation for that period of time because that's what mm. they ultimately paid you, and that's what it's going to be calculated on. So it's not just base; it's going to it should be total compensation, but over a period of time only. Keep in mind, as I said to to a previous caller, that with this temporary layoff, one of the options that you have is to treat that as a termination. Now, Fraser, how long have you worked with this employer? 
I've been there for two years, and I I, I, I plan to stay there. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, then if you so, plan to stay so there... Essentially, every, my apologies. Essentially, every, you know, because Vancouver is such a tourism hotspot, there is a ton of people that work in service here who earn a, a chunk of their income through gratuities. So right. I, essentially all of those people are going to be, if they're temporarily laid off getting 60% of their wage, it's right. going to be right. simply off of their hourly then. Yeah, because if, if it's not something your employer pays you, it's something you get directly, say, from the customers, and you're absolutely right. In that situation, right. it's not going to include your gratuity. It doesn't go based on your, uh, your your tax filings. It goes based on what your employer declares that they paid you. So as a practical matter, yeah, you're going to get a percentage of not your total compensation, a percentage of your base only. That's correct. Are there any, last question, are there any other options for people in the industry that I I, I share with to uh, attain a a fraction of what what you're declaring annually with, with the federal government? No, unfortunately, there isn't. Okay. Even in a situation where you you can't work and you apply on a dis- for a disability plan, a plan, it's going to be calculated in the same way. So no, that, unfortunately, okay. it's always going to be calculated on, on that base only, uh, and and there's not much you could do about that. No. Okay. Well, good to know. Thank you for hosting the question again, gentlemen. Fraser, appreciate uh, your time this afternoon. And if you'd like to ask your questions as well about uh, general employment questions or uh, matters to do with COVID-19 and coronavirus, because it is the uh, the big topic, even on the employment side, we're telling you. And it has been and will be continued to be across the country. 604-280-9898 is the number to uh, do exactly that. Jim, thanks for standing by. How are you? Um, no, my pleasure to stand by. Man, i got to tell you guys, thank goodness you guys are out there and doing what you do. I th- I'm in a position I'd never thought I'd make this phone call. Um, I'm a 39-year, in good standing, union employee with a company in town uh, with pretty deep pockets. Um, They, my manager and the plant manager, they have been saying to us, you know, we don't know what's going to happen going forward. Um, Have you guys got anything in mind, what you're going to do? Well, we have daily morning powwow meetings, and we're firing questions at them. Well, what's going on? What? What are our options? What can we do if we get let go? And they're starting to talk about, well, we're not sure, but there might there, there's some talk out there. You may be able to use your holiday pay and then see what government services has to offer. Well, when I heard what you guys said about 15 minutes ago about them having to treat me or I can demand to be treated as a laid-off employee and my severance is, comes in to do, whoa because we've got a really lucrative um, severance pay in our collective agreement. And they so, so, Jim, let, let, let me stop you there, unfortunately, because, no, that, that does not apply to you uh, as a unionized employee. So unionized employees, the, the, what we talked about, the idea of constructive dismissal does not apply. If your employer lays you off for lack of business, as long as they follow seniority rules outlined in the collective agreement, they can do that. And, and at this point, they would not have to to pay you a severance. If at some point that, that layoff becomes permanent, then they would have to pay whatever the collective agreement says. But for unionized employees, if you've been laid off temporarily, unfortunately, you do not have a choice that non-union employees do, which is to treat that as a termination. That That is not a choice that you have. You can talk to the company and they may give you that choice and, and maybe that's an option, but it's not something that you can force, unfortunately, Jim, that only applies to non-union employees. 
Jim, appreciate the call, and good luck with that. You want to reach out any further help at uh, employmentlawyer.ca, but for the purpose of the remainder of this hour and to call in the show and ask your question, 604-280-9898. We'll get uh, Michelle on. Hey, Michelle, thanks for, for hanging on with us. How are you? I'm okay. Uh <laughs> A little shocked at the whole world situation, and uh, no kidding. So, yeah. yeah. So, I my quick story is is that um, I take care of my daughter's musical group on the talent lab. So, I've been in care homes for the uh, last six months, three times a week. And so, a couple weeks ago, I got the flu, and so I stayed home for a few days. And then things sort of started come to come to a head with COVID. So my employer asked me to stay home, not to come back until I was tested and cleared, which I haven't got the test results yet. Mm-hmm. And in the meantime, on Thursday, he laid me off for a shortage of work uh, and uh, is, you know, off the record sort of wanting me to continue or did want me to continue working for him while I was on EI, but I wouldn't put anything in writing, obviously. So I said, well, I, you know, I, I would like it to be treated as a constructive dismissal and I'd like a week of severance. I've only been there for six months this time. I've worked with a company previously, but um, I'm not really sure what to do. So keep one thing that's important for you and for all our listeners to understand that a company is never going to say, yeah, sure, it's a constructive dismissal. Here's your severance. Hmm. It's just not going to happen. It's something that we have to force. And it's not hard to do. It's not a big deal. But but you you have to force the issue. And that's, that's what I do and my team does. Now, uh, you're, you're right, though, that in this particular situation, because you've been laid off temporarily, uh, even though the company may have a good reason, it does not change the fact that you can treat this as a termination and pursue severance. Now, even though you've only been there for six months, it's not only a week that you're owed. You could be owed easily a couple of months' pay, and it could actually be more because you said you worked for the company previously. In some situations, we can get you credit for that previous service in calculating the total length of employment. So you actually may have more than six months of service so you potentially could be on more than two months pay. So it's important for you and everyone to understand that short service doesn't mean you get very little severance, week, two week. Even for very short service employees, often the, the severance starts at two months. It starts at two months. So because right. of that, Michelle, if you want to pursue your severance, if that's something you want to do, I want you to connect with me off air, call or email. We'll give you that information and I'll be more than happy to help you. That would be great because I'm worried he's going to liquidate the company. So, so you want to act now. So, so, so that, that is key right there. And that's what I was talking about yeah. at the beginning of the show. You can't wait if that is a, con- is a concern because if he does that, forget it. You're not going to get anything. So if there's a company now and, and you think it may not be a company tomorrow, you need to pursue this right away. Excellent. Thank you so much. Thanks, Michelle. Appreciate your call and appreciate the time. I hope it cleared some things up. Uh, we're going to give you the number here before we go to break. Ken, I'm going to get to you as well, so just stand by. Uh, Michelle and everyone else, help at employmentlawyer.ca. That is a good way to reach out through email. The phone call to the firm and Lior, 604-283-3123. Write that down. want to remind you, anytime you need more information uh, about employment law in general, there's a very, very good and robust website out there. It's about six months old now. It's new, and it's it's awesome. It's called pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. You can use that. It is absolutely free. It's anonymous and you can contact there as well. And we are back indeed. Yeah, Employment Law Show 604-280-9898 is the way to go. You want to call, ask your questions about employment law. If you have something to, to talk about, scratching your head about COVID-19, that's why we are here as well. Ken, thank you so much for hanging on. How are you today? 
I'm great, and I thank you for uh, taking my call because this was on my mind this morning. Um, Good. I've been with the company part-time. I was full-time, but I've been part-time for about three years, and they notified us this uh, week that they're closing down on Monday. However, the owner of the company also mentioned that, that they're having some financial issues, and it, it, it could, she brought up the topic that they were having trouble paying suppliers and at the same time um, paying wages. So they said that they're closing Monday, but it could be for 10 days. It could be a little bit longer. I really don't think the COVID situation is the reason they're closing. I think it's basically because they're running out of money. Now, I've only been there about three years, but a lady I work with has been there over 12 years. I'm a little concerned. We're supposed to go to a meeting on Mm. Tuesday, and I'm not really sure what they're going to come out with, but they're being very wishy-washy about closing for 10 days or maybe a little bit longer or whatever. Do you have any advice? I do, and here's the reality. The reality is that the current COVID situation, it's very unlikely to to resolve itself within 10 days or two weeks. So it's very unlikely that they'll be able to, or any employer that's currently not operating is going to be able to just resume normal operations within 10 days. It would be amazing, and I'd be extremely happy if it happened, but it's not likely. Therefore, they're probably going to have to be uh, closed for longer and that's to the extent that they're suffering from financial hardships right now that's not going to help right because they're not going to generate income there's still expenses they may have to pay rent etc so this doesn't to me sound like a a story that may have a happy ending in terms of this business viability so here's my advice uh, and i'm only basing this on what you just told me that this may be a situation where right now because you've been laid off temporarily same with your colleague you should pursue your severance right now you know, for you, even after three years, depending on, on your age and the specific job that you do, you could be owed four, five, even six months' pay. Your friend could easily be owed a year's pay. And if you wait on this and say, well, let's see what happens. Okay, two, two weeks, they haven't called me back. Let's wait four or six or eight weeks or whatever it is. By then, there may not be a company that's able to pay. There may not be a company at all. And then you're not going to get this compensation. So I think being prudent and pursuing your rights and maybe the best time right now, maybe the only time right now, to pursue your severance. If that's what you want to do, or your colleague, give me a call. Let me help you. It should not be difficult. You have a right to pursue that because you've been laid off temporarily. Whether it's COVID-related or not, you have those rights. Thank you. And I appreciate the uh, the advice because I wasn't really sure what to do, but I think that sort of clarifies and you already said the same thing to somebody else so right obviously mm-hmm. obviously the information you're getting getting to me is very much appreciated you're very welcome can appreciate uh, appreciate that call and your time and that's exactly why we've been doing this for uh, for so long two eight zero nine eight nine eight that's six oh four two eight zero nine eight nine eight to make your call and get some answers just like ken greg thank you for hanging on you're next how are you uh, really good. Hey, listen, before I get to my question, can I just state that like, I'm a small business owner and I employ, uh, you know, about 20 people, but if they all decided to uh, uh, claim severance, it's only going to speed up the bankruptcy process. So I would urge those that like their job and want to go back to their job to just, you know, uh, that's, probably not the, that's probably not the right thing to do. Um Anyhow, my question for you is this: Like right now, I'm I've told my staff I'm going to pay you. Uh, uh, I'm closed, but I'm going to pay you no matter what for the next month. And after that, part timers will will get their ROE. Um, now, my question for you is this: 
meantime, the CRA only allows employ- employers to to have so many ROE forms uh, per staff. So I need like seventeen ROE forms if this you know goes goes on for months and months and months. So I thought I'd be proactive and try and call the CRA and get some more forms. Well, four days in a row on hold for 12 hours until they close, no one answers. So I can't get the forms. So I do the recommended thing and try to sign up online for them instead of doing them manually. And um, uh, I I do that, and it says that I'll get uh, a code in the mail in two weeks, and then after that, I have to go into Service Canada to prove my identity. I mean, so I'm not, then I got to go into Service Canada where it's probably packed to right. prove my identity. I, isn't there a better way, a better system? Yeah, it's a it's a great question. It's not a question that comes up very often. And no, as far as I'm aware, and you know, I'm a business owner myself. Uh, as far as I'm aware, there isn't a better system. You could either do it electronically and sign up and get through the process, or you actually have to have the record of employment forms. But here's what I will say: uh, is that right now, because because the government understands that uh, all these things are happening fast, and they need to help people, and they can't be too particular in terms of the formalities, they're allowing people to, to apply and to even get EI, even if they may not have the record of employment. So you do your best. Uh, you provide your, your employees with their notices, uh, if they're going to lay them off or whatever you have, and you provide the record of employment when you have them. Hopefully, the government will do what they've said, and they won't impact anyone's ability to get EI. That's what they've said. Is that what's going to happen? I cannot say. But from your perspective, obviously, you want to be a good employer, and, and it sounds like you absolutely are. Uh, short of following the process that you follow, there's really nothing else that you can do, Greg. Thank you. Thanks, Greg. Appreciate your time. Uh, you still have time as well, 604-280-9898. You have concerns about uh, yourself as an employee or an employer like Greg, whether it has to do with a normal employment law, the day-in, day-out stuff, or it has to do with coronavirus and COVID-19, which is uh, such a topic across all radio shows, I would imagine, and uh, it's no different for us. Wanda, thank you for hanging out for a few minutes. How are you? I'm pretty good. How are you? Good. What's uh, what's your concern? What's hmm. going on? Um, well, I got a letter a week or so ago, well, actually on the 10th of March, telling me that my position is being eliminated. Um, they have offered me uh, another position, but it's I, I'm not able to do it because the hours change drastically. Hmm. So um, I'm not sure what to do with this. <laughs> so have they have they offered you anything other than this other position? Any compensation? Any severance? Uh, no. They, um, the letter that they gave me states that after the termination date, which would be May 3rd, I would be paying my outstanding vacation pay and any additional statutory entitlements where applicable. Um, I asked the human resources manager about the statutory entitlements and was told that because they've given me eight weeks working notice, I'm not entitled to that. Right. So how long have you worked for this company, Wanda? Uh, in September, it'll be 25 years. Oh, my Lord. Wow. wow. Uh, I did <laughs> yeah. not expect you saying that. So, so let me then explain to you exactly what you're owed. So you are owed 24 months pay or 24 months notice. They have given you two months notice of termination. Fair enough. Okay. Which means that that 24 months now gets reduced by those two months. So now come May the 1st, whenever that, that, that your last day of employment is, they still owe you another 22, 22 months pay. 
Okay. Okay. So that's mm-hmm. what they owe you. That, that, I don't care, couldn't care less what the HR person said, what anyone else said mm-hmm. at the company. That is what you're legally owed. So the so good news even is. Though, sorry, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Uh, that applies even though they've offered me another position. It's just. Um, Absolutely. The, 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 if they had offered okay. you a very similar position in terms of responsibilities, compensation, hours, etc., then it would be reasonable for you to have to accept it. But you just told me that it was a very different position, completely different hours. You absolutely yeah. do not have to accept that, not even close. So because okay. of that, you're owed that severance. The good okay. news is that this should not be difficult to resolve. So I want okay. you to reach out to us. Let us help you get this. There's no reason that by, by then, by May 1st, uh, that we, you can have that extra payment, that's significant. Okay. I thought you would, you would tell me that you've been there for a couple of years, and then no. I'd say maybe you're owed another month, month's pay, but you've been yeah. there for 25 years. Two years is what they owe you. They give you two months. Well, they have okay. to pay you out that difference. So not a problem. Happy to help you with that, Wanda. Okay. So how do I go about reaching out to you? I'm going to tell you right now, as a matter of fact, Juan, to get a pen and write this down, if uh, if you would, 604-283-3123. Again, 604-283-3123 is the number. You can reach out by email as well. Get a hold of Lior, help at employmentlawyer.ca. Couldn't be simpler. You bet it is uh, 445. We're getting here into more calls. Want to get right back to it here. 604-280-9898 is the way to call and get your question uh, answered. In that regard, we're moving on to uh, to Jasmine, if my mouse would work. There we are. Jasmine, uh, how are you? Thanks for hanging on. Hi, thanks. Um, I am calling because my husband is in uh, the film industry, and I am a self-employed music teacher. So we both have been laid off. We have applied with a million other people for EI. Um, in the meantime, our mortgage is coming out on April 1st, and we have a certain amount of dollars in our account. And we're at, this, at this point, we're trying to pick and choose what we're supposed to be paying. Um, we've called our bank, we've emailed our bank um, just to see about a deferment system, whatever. Um, haven't heard back from them. So I'm just wondering, like, what are we supposed to be doing? Like... <laughs> I feel like at this point we have to pick and choose what we want to pay um, and how to pay. And I'm not sure how to make that decision. Yeah, and, and you know that's that's a, a reality that uh, many Canadians are facing right now. You know, you, you don't have income, uh, but you may still have to pay the bills. And, and you know, from a legal standpoint, the, the only income that's available to you is either from your employer, if there's you know maybe your husband may have vacation days outstanding that that he can use. Uh, or, or, or sick days that he can call upon, uh, but that's really it. There's EI, but EI takes time, and as you said, mm-hmm. there's last week alone over half a million people applied. I think the same thing is going to happen this week, uh, and that's going to take some time. So the banks are offering a deferral. I'm sure that they're inundated like everyone else with those mm-hmm. requests. So stay on top of them. Hopefully, you can reach someone at the bank, a live person. You know, t- keep calling and try to speak to someone. Ultimately, that's all that you can do. Try to defer those payments. And I do think that even if you, uh, again, I'm not giving you that advice per se, but it seems to me that practically if you don't make your mortgage payment, if you stop that payment at your bank, because banks are offering deferrals, they're probably not going to do anything about it. I can't say that for sure, but something to consider from a a legal standpoint, income that's available to you is either through an employer or from EI, and, and pretty much that's it. Uh, Jasmine, appreciate the call. Moving on down the uh, the line here, and we'll get to uh, to to Remy. Hi, Remy. Thank you for hanging on. How are you? 
Uh, I'm really well, thanks. Under the under the circumstances, I guess. How yeah, are you right. guys doing? Good, pal. What's uh, what's on your mind? <clears throat> well, listen, uh, really quickly before we go, uh, before I get into it, the lady who just called. It's my. I'm not a lawyer, and again, I can't give the advice. But it's my understanding, and I've been paying fairly close attention to this. The, the next three months can be deferred for any homeowner. So that's my understanding. But be the bank patient. has to I would, That's the only problem, right? The bank has to, yes, to say yes, yes and sir, she can't get a hold of, of her bank. Yeah. yeah that's, that's right. The Absolutely. Yeah. I, I do believe in our government in that respect that they'll deal with that. So, I mean, if it was me, I'd just pull my money out of the bank or cancel it, like you said, while yeah. you're waiting, if you're worried, that worried about it. So right. that's just it. But listen, as far as my circumstance, it's actually my wife, and I wish she was in the vehicle with me because I would have got her to speak with you. She works for the government. And the challenge that she's been having for the last, since this conception of this virus, is the workplace is not safe in any respect. If people are walking around using the same lunchroom, the bathrooms, there's no right. six feet and all this other stuff. And it's rather concerning, concerning, but she's an essential service. So I guess my question is, if they're not providing a safe work environment, and I'm talking about what the WHO and what the minister is saying they are considering safe. I mean, it's actually becoming the law as we are all new at dealing with this. But if it's genuinely unsafe and those recommendations slash laws are not being met, even though she's essential service, would you think that she has got to go? I mean, even the union hall is closed down, <laughs> but she still has to go to work. And that's basically my question. Do you think she has to go to work? So here, here's the thing. Are, I mean, that, that question must be posed to, to the union. If she's part of a union, she has to pose that question yeah. to the union. Because the union and is the, the union only is one. closed, though, my friend. And they're no well, longer operating on the union. They're operating for the government. But there's still because someone there on behalf of the union that she can, can reach out to. You know, these are not small unions, right? So they, they would have people available. And she has to find someone because anything that she does on her own without the union's approval and backup may be cause for discipline. I can tell you, here's what she would do in a non-union environment. But because right. she's union as the only one that they can advise her, is the union and whatever I would tell a non-unionized employee may not apply to her. The general rule is your employer has to give you a safe work environment and if they don't, you can call the employment standards branch and come in and have them investigate and order the employer to do better. In a non-union environment, you may be able to treat that unsafe environment as a constructive dismissal, but that doesn't apply to unionized employees. It's up to the union to stand up for the rights of the unionized employee. So that is always going to be the answer when you're part of a union. Remy, appreciate the call. We're going to, uh, to move on here. Still got a couple of calls to get through before we are out of time. Richard, thank you for hanging on. Uh, what's your question? Oh, uh, yes. Uh, just uh, are you saying that if you're laid off in a, because of this pandemic and in, a, in accordance with the directions of the government and health authorities that you're entitled to severance? I'm saying that exactly. Yes, if you you are laid you off, are? yes, that's exactly what I'm saying. the The only difference okay, well, would be is what, what it, is a company supposed to do? Continue to operate against the orders of the health authority and the government. 
No, so so no. What you if a company is ordered closed, for example, you know, a restaurant they're ordered closed, then that's different. Mm-hmm. If a company is suffering financially because uh, because of this and because of that, they have to make cuts. Then those employees are entitled to severance. So it, there's a difference. Okay, between- but but not not if they're court. Uh- Closing in accordance with the government orders and health no. authority orders. No, if they've been ordered closed and they couldn't stay open even if they wanted to, then that then no. In those situations, that would be okay. an exception. That's more like a an almost an act of God type of a situation. And in those situations, right. that would there would not be a requirement to pay severance. A lot of businesses, though, would love to stay open, uh, and, and they can, except there's not enough business to either justify staying open or to keep all their employees. And in that situation, if they cut costs, if they say, well, we can only keep two out of ten, those mm-hmm. other eight people may actually be able to pursue severance because of what happened, but not if the employer is ordered closed. So good clarification there, Colleen. Thanks for hanging on. We're getting down to the last couple minutes here. What's your question? Hi. Thank you very much. Hi. Um, sure. Both my husband and myself work for small business, and um, our, off- our offices will be closed due to lack of work from the COVID. And... We're wondering, is it recommended to take vacation pay or to apply for EI? So, in many cases, your employer may make that decision for you. An employer does have a right to say, well, you're going to use your vacation pay now. And your employer can do that. Even if you don't want to, they may be able to simply say, too bad, that's what you're doing. So, you may not have that choice. Or okay. your employer may say, no, you're not allowed to use your vacation. Uh, so, so, the employer may make that decision. If you don't have that employer and the employer says you can decide, well, frankly, you may want to use your vacation. So at least for a while, you can get paid your full pay because EI is not going to pay you obviously your full pay. It's, they're going to pay you up to about 55% of your, of your income. So because of that, some people prefer to take their vacation. So at least for, you know, whether it's a week, two weeks, however much vacation they have, they can get their full compensation. But the first question is, is your employer going to decide that for you? Uh, and if not, then you decide what's best for you in that situation. Okay. Now, if you if you decide to take the vacation and then you apply for EI, is there a waiting period? So there's no waiting period for EI anymore, but you can't get EI for the period of time that you're getting vacation. So I'm going to give right. you an example. Let's say you have two weeks vacation and you take that now. So for right. two weeks, you're going to get paid your full salary because you have your vacation. Your EI can only start after that two weeks ends. Okay. Okay. Can you apply you for the EI yes. while yeah. while you're on yeah. your vacation pay, but knowing it's Absolutely. not going to start? Okay. Yeah, it's not going it. to start, yeah. but you can apply. Don't wait to apply for EI. Apply right away, uh, but you you cannot get income and EI for the same period of time. It has to be one or the other. Colleen, appreciate the call, and we'll uh, we'll finish off this afternoon with Dennis. Dennis, you got the last uh, last question. How are you? What's going on? Very good. Yeah, thanks for taking the call. Uh, sure. For the, about the last 10 years, um, I've been working as an independent contractor, yep. and um, the company, one of my clients, I have about three clients, one of the clients uh, is um, worried about, uh, you know, uh, staying in business, paying the rent, that type of thing, and um, they, uh, you know, they're suggesting maybe it'd be best if we looked at uh, applying for the employment insurance. But uh, if, uh, you know, they can't survive this, I, I think this is going to go on for several months. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm wondering if I should just uh, apply uh, for uh, severance. So Because working as an independent contractor for that length of time, uh, 
you know, like uh, how there, much there of your income? Something. How much of your income do you get from this client? Uh, probably well, uh, uh, working as an independent contractor, it's probably about seventy uh, percent. Mm. So you're probably what we call a dependent contractor, which means if they decide to end the relationship with you, you are owed severance. Because such a high percentage of your income is from them, you may be owed mm-hmm. severance. You may not yeah. actually qualify for EI at all, even with the new changes that the government has implemented. So applying for EI may not be an option, but severance absolutely could be. Because we're out of mm-hmm. time, I'll leave you with this thought. Give me a call. Let me help assess your situation and get you the severance that you're owed. Good way to wrap it up. Thank you, Dennis, and thank all of you for calling in. I know a ton of questions still to be asked. You can do it now that we are done on the broadcast. It is 604-283-3123. That's Lior's number, the firm, 604-283-3123. You can reach out through email, help at employmentlawyer.ca, and always a good place to start, even before the phone call for tons of information, pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. We'll catch you next time right here, Employment Law Show on CKNW. The proceeding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW.